Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome back, friends, to another Waypoint article read. I'm your host, Rob Zachney, and today we have Austin Walker here with his review of Ubisoft's Far Cry 5, the latest open-world shooter from Ubisoft that takes rural America as its setting, if perhaps not its inspiration. Uh, stick around afterwards for a short conversation with Austin about his experiences with the game. Uh, but for now, over to Austin. By the time I hit the 20-hour mark, I was wondering what could be salvaged. Far Cry 5, after all, was not a complete failure. Its changes to the series' long, calcified structure were genuinely an improvement. There had been a surprising amount of good, original music here, too, much of it going beyond the guitar-infused country I had expected. I still genuinely liked the game's generic guns for hire, too, and as far as I was concerned, Far Cry 5's exploration-focused stashes, which provide everything from platform-heavy spelunking to a kind of light forensic work, should be added to every first-person open-world game. But there was little else I wanted to bring with me out of Hope County, the fictional Montanan locale where Far Cry 5 is set. As I stared down the game's final hours, I began to reckon with the fact that, despite all of its scale, it was in many ways an empty world. Far Cry 5 is a game that takes excess as ethos, yet in pursuing that goal of more, 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 stretches itself so thin as to offer up nothing at all. It didn't have to be this way, of course. Far Cry 5's premise is potent enough. For years, Hope County has been slowly coming under the control of the project at Eden's Gate, a well-resourced cult that's preparing for the end of the world by buying up local businesses, building a sizable militia, and converting the county's residents through a cocktail of schlocky Hollywood brainwashing techniques. It's worth noting that, though I never saw the game use the word Christian or evangelical to describe them, their particular brand of eschatological belief is firmly drawn from those sources, with the Book of Revelation and other scriptures serving as the script's shortcut to creepy cult talk. Acting on evidence that the cult's wrongdoings have escalated from generally frightening the locals and to outright murder, your character, a rookie deputy, joins a group of other cops to arrest the cult's leader, Joseph Seed. It all goes wrong, and seeing this aggression as proof that his prophecies are coming true, Seed orders the county to be locked down to force a Bundy-like isolationist standoff, and for his followers to begin the reaping, an aggressive campaign of kidnapping, meant to bring the citizens of Hope County into the project's flock, or at least into the prisons of their massive bunkers. You're saved from that first purge-like night by Dutch, a man who, like Joseph Seed, has been long preparing for the end of the world. The irony is not remarked upon. 
Dutch gets you on your feet, teaches you the basics of Far Cry 5's new tower-free exploration, and directs you to meet up with resistance fighters spread across the county's three distinct regions, each of which has been taken under control by one of Joseph Seed's lieutenants, his quote-unquote family. From there, you move out into the world proper and are introduced to Far Cry 5's new take on the series' overall structure. In past Far Cry games, you'd move from section to section, climbing towers to add side quests to your map, and then working away at those until you were ready to do one of the major story quests that would advance you to the next major area. Now, the wide range of activities are added through a much more natural feeling system of exploration. For instance, if you rescue a civilian from a forced baptism, they might tell you about a silo filled with the cult's explosives, which will then get added to your map. Or find a deer crossing sign or a fishing magazine and your map updates to reflect that information. Even the series' standard outposts have been spruced up, as each one now has a unique combat puzzle enabling identity, like a repair garage or an observatory, and each becomes a real hub for quests after you complete it. This part of the system works well, seriously cutting down on the icon clutter that plagued past open-world Ubisoft games and adding much-needed character to the world. Best of all, this new structure gives the game's level designers two important tools that had previously been relegated to the towers. First, verticality. In past Far Cry games, you climbed towers so often that height itself felt trite by the mid-game. Now, the occasional trip high up is dizzying. Second, the light platforming puzzles once limited to tower climbing are now spread across the game's incredible prepper stashes, bite-sized challenges that let you explore the homes and bunkers of those caught up by the reaping. They were the last place I expected clever world building, but the place I most often found it. On top of these new additions, the new Guns for Hire system means that even when playing alone, you'll have a few NPC friends around for the ride, or to pick you up off the ground when you get caught out of cover. On top of the nine specialists, ranging from fighter pilot Nick Rye to expert sharpshooter Grace Armstrong to loyal canine companion Boomer, you can recruit just about any random person you see hanging around a captured outpost as additional backup. Unfortunately, about an hour or two after I started recruiting these companions, I started to feel the game buckle under its own weight. Each character comes with a collection of quips and reactive observations. Mark a crow with your binoculars and Grace might mention that they're associated with death. Meet a quest giver that Nick doesn't like and maybe he'll mention the fact that he doesn't trust this guy. The characters converse with each other too and that's where it all began to fall apart. Instead of the memorable banter of Mass Effect or Dragon Age, Far Cry 5's NPCs slip over and over again into the same dialogue routines, sometimes even interrupting themselves to start over. In one case, while playing co-op, major quest dialogue was halted in favor of one of these conversations. In another instance, I spent 10 minutes hearing two characters exchange the same four sentences over and over again. And this general arc repeated. From appreciation of the effort Ubisoft put in to fill the game with content, to doubt that they managed to focus on the right parts, to disappointment, as the game either bugs out or loses focus on what's working altogether. From the airplane combat, to the fishing, to the weapon selection, so many of the game's numerous features offer only the most shallow level of enjoyment. Within a few hours of exploring one of the game's three regions, you'll have basically seen what the game has to offer. 
That isn't to say that there isn't a lot of content here. Instead, Far Cry 5 winds up feeling hollow explicitly because, in an attempt to stuff it with content, it turns to repetitive formulas. Mechanically, that's most felt in the game's streamlined progression system, which trades out the crafting, upgrade trees, and traditional XP system for a challenge-based structure that rewards you with perk points whenever you complete certain tasks, like completing the aforementioned stashes, racking up kills with a specific type of weapon, traveling a couple of kilometers in the wingsuit, or completing stages in the game's Far Cry arcade mode, which offers both traditional multiplayer and a level creator that functions sort of like Mario Maker but for Far Cry levels. The result is that progression is forgettable, a sort of low background hum that you check in on here or there. I occasionally equipped a certain weapon to get the last couple of kills needed to get a few extra perk points, but within my first 10 hours with the game, I had pretty much all the perks I cared about. It also just generally feels strange to get equipment like the wingsuit or grappling hook or blowtorch from an open-ended perk screen instead of through a narrative device. The same issues apply to Far Cry 5's new take on story progress, which is tied to a resistance meter, a concept which boils down the very idea of resistance until it loses all character. Nearly anything positive you do in a given region advances your meter. Blow up a cult shrine, your resistance meter goes up. Kill a cult VIP, resistance points. Complete an outpost or a mission, boom, the resistance is coming at you, Peggies. That's what everyone in the game calls members of the Project at Eden's Gate, Peggies. It's novel for the first hour, maybe. On one hand, it's great to have the choice to pursue the activities you actually want to do and have them count towards overall progress. On the other, because there's a chance you'll ignore any given mission, it means that the majority of these activities are utterly skippable. Despite the seriousness of the premise and the intensity that the game's main cast speaks about fighting the good fight, the bulk of what I did in Far Cry 5 was diluted, unimportant, or comical in the worst way. I spent much more time killing zombie-like cult members in novel ways than doing things that felt like aiding a resistance effort. With rare exception, even missions from major NPCs felt like fetch quests, and the minor NPCs ranged from forgettable to grating. This could have been prevented with more focus. Each region is filled with a half-dozen quest-givers, and none of them are given the opportunity to make an impression. All across Far Cry 5, characters flitter in and out without leaving a significant impression. In one case, an ally broke down in tears after a major plot development, but all I really knew about her was her name and general demeanor. The only missions that felt weighty are the ones that every player will receive, those that advance you down the task of directly confronting Joseph Seed and his family. But even these tend to miss more than hit. Once you gain enough resistance points, the region's lieutenant will interrupt whatever you're doing to whisk you away into an interrogation room or a drugged-out dream world, where they'll lecture you and preach and torture, at all points feeling like cast-offs from some unreleased fourth Bioshock game. Far Cry 3 and 4 were so driven by their quote-unquote insane antagonists, and here it feels like Ubisoft quadrupled down, aiming for an unpredictability and finding incongruity. Take one of the constant refrains from both Joseph Seed and Faith, one of his lieutenants. Why do you always try to solve so many things with violence, they ask, despite their own organization's fondness of brutal torture and your own inability to interact with the cult in any way except with violence. It isn't the first game to do that sort of thing, of course. Bioshock and Metal Gear Solid both chided the players more bloodthirsty gamer habits, though those at least let you determine your own level of violence. 
But even when compared to games like The Last of Us and Spec Ops The Line, which force the player down paths they may not be happy with, Far Cry 5 falters. After all, while those games are able to linger in their chosen tonality, Far Cry 5 spins wildly between didactic yet contradictory sermons and a relentless, mediocre style of comedy that never rises above an echo of Grand Theft Auto San Andreas's 14-year-old sketch of rural American culture, down to the UFO expert and the amoral CIA agent. This speaks to a deeper problem, albeit one that emerges from the same central flaw of being stretched too thin. Thematically, Far Cry 5 is such an inconsistent mess of ideas that there is hardly a recognizable throughline at all. Instead, the game gestures towards ambiguity, as if looking for a shield to save itself with. This is a game that undeniably knows that Donald Trump is president, but cannot decide if that fact should be a punchline or a key plot device. When, in two different scenes, cult leaders make oblique references to America's leadership or the failures of the person who's in charge as proof of the American Empire's final days, the game reaches for sincere relevance. But an hour later, you'll be recovering the notorious piss tape from a Russian spy in a pun-filled quest. In some moments, it feels as if Far Cry 5 wants to take a neutral position and represent some true complexity of rural America. Take, for instance, the fact that various characters will speak to their various opinions about the country's gun culture, with some disappointed in our addiction to assault rifles and others, quote, not getting the big deal about guns. Yet when facing more obviously troubling truths, like the racism and xenophobia that swept Trump into office, Far Cry 5 hedges its bets. Mission after mission, NPC after NPC, there is a sense throughout the game that Ubisoft wants to make sure you're laughing along with them, regardless of why you're laughing. In one case, a white quest giver asked me if I was, quote, one of those Italians who she was concerned were stealing her jewelry. The joke, of course, is that racism is bad and that this is a particularly unlikely form of racism since Italian-Americans have been largely assimilated into white culture. Of course, the truth is that very similar statements are actually made about people of color regularly, especially those in service sector jobs. The irony is if she'd followed through and said Hispanics, if there had been no comedy alibi for the racism, the game would have the genuine ability to test what players thought their characters would do. Instead, we got Italians. Or consider the fact that the surprising racial diversity of the game's cult means that the project at Eden's Gate never quite assumes the stature of the primarily white militias that the game's developers heavily emphasized during their original pitch. It's a point only further extended by the fact that you work directly for one such militia for a good third of the game, but due to the poor job of characterization and world building, you never learn what that militia stands for, why it came into being, or what it would be doing if not for the Project at Eden's Gate. That last question, what would Hope County be if not for the cult, haunts Far Cry 5, and its inability to address it directly hobbles any meaning that could be gleaned from some of the game's more surprising twists. Which isn't to say that you can't interpret the game's story or that there won't be a million theory videos about what's going to be one of the year's most talked about and most unearned endings. But it does mean that any final interpretation wiggles out of grasp, deferred for lack of clarity. After all, 
what are we to make of the project at Eden's Gate itself? At key moments, when you and the Resistance score major blows against them, the game offers a brief vista of the nearby area, lit by fireworks and decorated by the raising of an American flag waving in the breeze. Yet Joseph preaches in front of a modified American flag, and the cult's leaders are as American as they come. A business-savvy self-help guru, a military vet, and a sort of pop culture and drug-wielding micro-celebrity. Their entire mobilizing purpose is an anxiety about the collapse of the American system, and the appeal they make for joining the cult is the ability to escape the stress of your daily newsfeed. Honestly, what could be more American than the Project at Eden's Gate? Perhaps in a different game, the message would be clear. You, player, are the agent of the broken status quo. You're the one working for conspiracy theorists who complain about globalists and politicians who grouse about Obama-loving libtards, quote-unquote. You're defending a culture where every member of Hope County has individually invested in a personal bunker that will never be able to provide them a life of safety and comfort, while the project supports a collectivist vision of survival. The cult is nothing more than a scapegoat, a whipping boy for all of the problems of Hope County and America writ large. But Far Cry 5 doesn't earn that reading. Instead, this is a game where, in search of shock, one of the cult leaders rips the flesh off of a living victim and staples it to the wall. It's a game that leans all the way into the debunked brainwashing view of cults, despite Ubisoft hosting interviews with expert consultants who emphasize that cults work through social pressure, not drugs and programming. It's a game that retreats from its own moments of sincerity, which is a shame because in the rare cases where it spends time with some of its slightly more restrained characters, you can genuinely see what a better version of Far Cry 5 might look like. Instead, we got this version, one wrapped in a safety blanket of disinterest and reference as punchline. What's so frustrating about this is that you don't need to look far from Far Cry 5 to see other games manage to be both funny and thoughtful, or which offer even more content, but which retain some central thematic throughline. In fact, you don't even need to leave Ubisoft's own catalog. 2016's Watch Dogs 2 had some missteps, but its anti-authoritarian ethos was always clear, and it rung true across missions both serious and comical. Last year's Assassin's Creed Origins is an even bigger game than Far Cry 5, yet it never loses sight of its primary tension. Protagonist Bayek is torn between a quest for personal revenge and a larger responsibility to his community, and most of the quests he takes on relate to one or both of those goals. Instead, despite carrying a premise with lots of potential, Far Cry 5 ends up feeling like two other recent Ubisoft releases, Tom Clancy's The Division and Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Wildlands, both of which scratch a certain mechanical itch, but which demand you not think too hard about them. For me, that makes Far Cry 5 something like a vacant mansion. I can admire its shape from a distance, and I enjoy moving through its halls, walking both the old familiar steps and a few new ones. I can recognize the cleverness at work in its flowing structure, and I can imagine the person who would see themselves at home here. But for me, it's empty of life and meaning. There was a moment towards the very end of my time with Far Cry 5 that I can't quite shake. 
In an effort to 100% one of the game's regions, I took to exploring some of the hills that none of the quests had taken me to. I was hoping to find the one last mission I'd somehow missed, but instead, suddenly, I caught the sound of guitar over a ridge, and I came across a trio of folks at a campsite. One of them was playing the guitar and was singing In the Pines, which you might know as Where Did You Sleep Last Night? The other two danced. It was a quiet moment, and more than that, it was a confident one. It wasn't sticking its tongue out at the intimacy of the couple or treating the musician's performance as a joke. And it was unmarked on the map, and that made it feel more true somehow. This was, in a sense, not for me to find. It was simply a routine that this trio would repeat until the end of time, undisturbed. Meant as a curiosity, yet in effect, one of the rare times that the game felt like it understood what it could have been. Even writing this now, I feel a pang of regret that I didn't stay longer, that I didn't get a better video of them. I never found anything else like that moment. But again and again, Far Cry 5 served up its opposite. Moments that were incredibly loud and increasingly timid. And because of that, Far Cry 5 itself will always be more of a curiosity than a destination. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. So, reading this review, I, I kind of have to reach the conclusion that Far Cry 5 was maybe a game that we only ever hallucinated or <laughs> was maybe only ever teased because this seems so mild the the experience you describe is so divorced from remember that early eerie teaser yeah. of uh you know the voice uh soaring over the uh you know plains and valleys of montana um and just sort of the haunting uh you know ethereal american gothic yes. uh, to that entire teaser and this sounds like that never even that doesn't even exist in this game for a minute right like that first teaser looked like the first teaser for red dead redemption 2 in a sense right which is just like uh american uh like you said american gothic right like big natural spaces or even took it even took uh some some uh cues from um uh true detective right the the yes. sort of like uh you know anonymous person running through the through the through the the tall grass into the and towards the horizon the the uh the kind of terror that is inside of the mundane Americana that we that is so often only used in a sort of twee commercialism. And and I guess the point I want to make is it wasn't only in that original teaser from before it officially said it was Far Cry. 
it was also in the like the early PR like uh, cycle. It was it was part of these huge pitches that they gave to to me when I was at uh, the the pre E three event, and then to other journalists around the country around the world. Um, they were very intense. Like they were so intense that Polygon has reported uh, that legal documents had to be signed to not talk about some of the stories that were brought up. Um, so, like, wow. it was intense, is what I'm saying, uh, is what I yeah. is what I can say. Is there was there was a degree to which it seemed as if the ga- the, the the company wanted to the developers wanted to take the core themes of Far Cry Five very seriously, um, and I think the game tries to do that, but nowhere near enough or with consistency or or um, execution. One of the things that I was thinking about as I read this review, and and maybe I've been mulling over since the. Uh, direction of the story started coming into focus is that it almost feels to me like on the one hand a cult uh sort of a, an apocalyptic millennial cult uh millenarian sorry not millennial <laughs> i was gonna say wait a second well i yeah. mean there is a there is certainly a, a a vague millennial vibe in terms of the way that they talk about like how stressful it is to to watch the news i'm right there with you like millennial yeah. cult uh but no i, I know what you mean uh, but on the one hand, that seems like okay. That's that's an easily relatable villain. Uh, that, that's that's a villain that everyone can get behind trying to fight. Right? There's there's evil uh, apocalyptic cultists taking over a part of America and taking advantage of sort of the gaps that have opened up uh, in, in the social fabric. But then I was starting to think about like, you know, if you're if you're a child of the '90s, particularly, yeah. Uh, this country was in many ways like haunted by things that happened around uh, right-wing survivalist groups mm. or cults, right? Like right now, um, American Crime Story is wrapping up their season on uh, the uh, Waco right. standoff, right. which right. ended in absolute tragedy, right? As uh, a you know, law officers uh, were, were killed early in the siege, and then it ended with a lot of people uh, basically burning to death right. uh, in, inside of a compound. And so even like even this enemy in the the things that this game is evoking are evoking it's still going to end up evoking things that even there it's not controversial there is no freedom from politics around this right because even that even just cults, into, even just American yeah. cults that have had even just American cults have have a, a complex history where the tragedy is is never so clean as this game maybe wants it to be or as 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 maybe hollywood wants it to be when we think about cults there cultists aren't nazis when it comes to like oh yeah they're an easy bad guy do you know what i mean they're not uh, how about this they're not they're not terminators right cultists aren't the terminator um uh the there there are lots of terrible cult leaders who've done terrible things but especially the people who are inside of cults are often those who are the most at the margins those who are uh or or maybe not the most at the margins but who are in their personal lives are facing uh uh real real oppression or, or are facing uh mental illness or are facing social ostracization and are looking for some sort of additional support like people who go to cults and who are ad- adopted cults prey on those who are not finding support elsewhere uh, and that complicates any depiction uh, even before you talk about right-wing militias right right like and I, and I think this is something that it, the impression I start to get is that because this game is even trying to evoke 
those incidents, right? It doesn't want to. It doesn't want to be particularly resonant of David Koresh and Waco. It doesn't want to be resonant of the sort of people who were shot at Ruby Ridge right. or the uh, or, or the Bundy uh, militia right. that that took over that that nature preserve. Uh, who I want to be clear ago. are examples that were brought up in the initial pitch of this game. The ones you just brought up are the things that they talked about. So the game right. doesn't maybe want to do that, but they certainly did. <laughs> Yeah, and I think this is this is maybe a frustrating thing as well, is that, I don't know, it feels very exploitative to me that in the conversations around the game, in their marketing, in their interviews, they are trying to put their game in dialogue with these historical examples, with these incidents, and what they mean, what people have taken away from them. Uh, it sort of sounds like, as far as the actual text of the game goes, uh, it's not even really ripping from the headlines. It's It's just ripping from... Pulp fiction, basically, right. uh, you know, pulp novels, and right. isn't <laughs> the Mad Max cult is is just about as well developed. Uh, not Mad Max, sorry, uh, the uh, Max Payne, uh, like a cult of, of Valhalla or whatever it is in the first yeah, Max the Payne, Valkyr, the Valkyr, yeah. the Valkyr cult, right? Exactly. Like it's literally that boilerplate of okay, there's a special drug that's tied in with this weird cult that like believes it's going to do something big. Like a lot of those same bullet points are hit and they didn't invent those bullet points. Those bullet points, like you said, are a long-term, long-time story trope um, that, that are, are a composite of things that have happened in real life and are pulpy. And, and it's cool to do a pulpy fun story. Like I'm not, I'm not saying that every problematic story is something you should not engage with or something like that. That's not where I'm at with this. Um, But your question is whether or not it's exploitative. Yeah, a little bit. Maybe. I mean, I guess that to me that that it's tough because to some degree that's a question of intention and effect um, at, at the same time um, because there's a chance that they just failed at what they int- intended. Um, you know, this game went through a lot of changes over its over a long development pe- period. The staff changed. The like there are staff members who who left. Um, there are as all games things that get cut. Um, there are things that that get shifted or changed. Um, there are things that that you you plan to do and then you just you overscope and you can't quite get to them. And so I want to leave open the possibility that this was a team that many members thought, and also it's a big team, and also it's a big team where you don't, if you're a level designer, you don't know what's happening over in some other department. Do you know what I mean? If you're, yeah. you're all right, my job is to develop just the 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 town of falls end like let's just take falls end as an example so falls end is um so okay so for as i described in the in the review there are three regions and i didn't really get into detail around those regions in the review but one of them is called uh holland valley and it's kind of like the lowlands uh you know the other two zones have a little bit more hills one of them has has like a river and a lake um but the the holland valley is a valley it's a it's a vale it's a lowland and it's um, at the center of it is a little community called Falls End. Um, it's kind of a township. Uh, you know, there's there's you know uh, residential homes, and there's like Main Street America, right? There's a general store. There's a, a bar called the Spread Eagle. It's not a strip club, despite the name. Jesus. There's a church. Um, there's like it's it's the home. Do you know what I mean? It's okay. Here is yeah. here is Main Street America. This is what politicians are talking about. Um, and that place has a couple of major NPCs. It has Pastor Jerome, who is a a Catholic priest, a black Catholic priest who was a war vet. 
um, who is one of the main members of the resistance in Holland Valley. It has Mary May, who runs the bar. The bar used to be run by her father, who was killed by the cult, and by her brother, who was kidnapped by it. Um, and it uh, also in that community is Nick Rye, who is a, a, a an airplane pilot who has the urge to flee. He's like, I have planes. He's like, like a, he does crop dusting and other sort of of kind of um, industrial uh, plane work, uh, aircraft work. And he has a plane, and he has a pregnant wife, and and she wants to stay and fight because god damn it like this is this is um she actually appeals to his own history here she's she's korean american um but his family has been here for generations the name of his business is ryan sons they're about to have a daughter she wants him to rename the business ryan ryan daughter and like that's gonna be it it's the american dream god damn it and those characters i can conceive of a world in which those characters and those settings um the people working on them don't fucking know that literally Five minutes the other direction walking, I would stumble into a place where the entire zone is constantly covered in a cult drug that makes everyone there constantly hallucinate and allows the lieutenant who runs that zone to just, you know, uh, kind of telepathically communicate with everyone there. Um, and literally brainwash you with a drug called bliss. This, this, those two sides seem like they never talked to each other. So if I'm, if I'm, kind of not keen on throwing around an accusation about exploitation it's because while i think maybe you can send that to pr but maybe not even maybe you can't even this feels like this feels like uh, a project that was touched by so many people that i don't know how many of them knew what it was and if there is responsibility for for clear communication about what the project was trying to do it should go to those people who did have that big eye that that kind of um bird's eye view of the project who did who could see that like pastor jerome does not make sense in the same world, in a sense, as uh, Faith, who is the, the the character who can talk to you through, like, whatever cult drug magic. Uh, but, I mean, even inside of Holland Valley, there's tonal discrepancy. So, like, yeah, I, I'm being very generous when I say that I think Holland Valley works the best, but but even in there, there are some some major problems. Um, uh, so, yeah, well, that's, that's kind of Something else I wanted it. to ask after is, at least the impression I get from your review is that um, this sort of seems like a world in which every character or most characters either have to be kooky in some way mm-hmm. or extremely, uh, I don't know, like edge casey, unusual, uh, yes. like unique in some ways. Like, uh, okay, he's he's a black Catholic priest and he's a war veteran. And, like and he's a war veteran? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Or Or the incidental characters all sound like they have to have some sort of uh, wacky kookiness to right. them that makes them funny in some way, but at no point does it sound like it never feels familiar to me in the way that like you know driving back roads in like Michigan or Wisconsin would feel familiar, right? right? Like the sort of like accents change, but people really don't right. is, is kind of the thing, right. and it never it always sounds like this is a very um, all the people who inhabit this world really scream. At, out the artifice of it right there's a there's a line over in jeff gerstman's review of the game over in giant bomb and he says um for as much as it's disappointing that the villains aren't given enough dramatic weight the way the game portrays rural america is somehow even darker everyone is either crazy stupid or both multiple missions involve quote getting someone's truck back all shucks we sure love that truck meanwhile (laughs) after you've rescued dozens of people including a guy who owns a freaking airplane no one thinks to revisit the game's first idea of we should drive to missoula and get on the phone to someone about this um in the end most NPCs are just holding are just people holding guns, wearing distressed American t-shirt flag t-shirts, telling you about some paramilitary shit they got into or wanted to get into, and that is like 
that is it is like the there is no what you just said rob no there's there's a very limited amount of people who you would think of as like oh this is a, a normal person not even a normal person this is a depiction of a complete person this is a, a depiction of of a character who has some desire to do a thing outside of the handful who i, who I just said and, and there are a couple more where they try it and i think miss the bulk of the characters the the extreme bulk are caricature and that is not new to the far cry series and, and i know that if you're listening to this and are a long time series fan like like i am i've played all of these games except for primal um you do get caricature again and again, and and so in that regard, I'm not too surprised by it. But what I am surprised by is that for once, I think they really did have the opportunity to de- to develop and and uh, deliver something more complete than that. And there are there are shades of it. I do think that the relationship between Nick Rye and Kim uh, uh, Rye are are is really strong. Like there's like a, a, there's a really fun. There are a number of instances where like she pushes back on him and his cowardice that really resonate. Um, and there's also comedy there like it isn't just serious there's a bit where like you there's i'm gonna spoil a very small line which is kim convinces him to stay and he's like all right fine you know what like we're in this baby we're in it forever like that's right the rye family isn't gonna run uh me and me and the rook here that you get called the rook the whole time or the deputy because uh, you're the rookie deputy mm-hmm. me and me and rook we're not going anywhere we're gonna be the butch cassidy and sundance kid of this place and she's like hey uh that's a bad <laughs> reference they die at the end of that movie uh and it's a really great little line that like communicates something there's another line there's another bit where you get introduced to new characters and there's a, a kind of a, an alignment of this guy who's like the mayor who clearly has who's lost some you don't know this in this moment so it doesn't matter there's a mayor there's a sheriff and then there's a a character who they never describe they never explain in my experience of this game they never explained why she was part of the resistance what her relationship to them was in a in a preview event they kind of said like oh this group they're they're at each other's necks all the time like i didn't really see that at all i don't really see why they don't like each other except there's a really great line where the mayor comes in and is like listen tracy i'm just saying you should be wearing a button we're all part of the cougars and like he's had it in his head that he wants to co-opt the um the the hope county cougar logo and name they are the like the the minor league baseball team to describe the members of the resistance and it's it's a great little and it's like a walk and talk it's like a sorkin-esque walk and talk scene so he just kind of comes in from off screen with a with a button already and he's like asking you to wear it it's like a great little it's not perfect it's not like you know it's not gonna win an emmy but like oh okay there was a tone here they could have delivered on. They delivered it here or there. It works. And then everywhere else, it is like, yuck, someone stole my, my MAGA hat, like, wielding dad's <laughs> campaign truck. We got to go get it. Yuck, uh, Italians, I'm a racist. And, like, all that stuff falls completely flat. Um, it's, it's a lot of pulling from not just stock characters, but stock characters we've seen in games already. Like, I mentioned in the, in the review, like, you can go to GTA San Andreas and just find these characters. You can find the like the the uh, guy who believes aliens are coming, and you do a bunch of missions, and you're left wondering, "Ooh, are there aliens real?" You can find the corrupt CIA official. He's in this game. Like those characters, you can find the conspiracy theorist. You can like we've seen these games in Grand Theft Auto. We've seen them in Saints Row. We've seen them in a whole row of games that take as their subject matter the American experience, and we've seen them executed uh, to, to better degrees often. And I'm not saying that those other games are perfect, again, in any means. Um, but here, they're just such second... They're such afterthoughts. But at the same time, are a locus of work. Like, I said this, uh, I think, on the podcast yesterday, but or on Monday, but the... Um, 
every NPC, every companion you have has like dialogue about everyone and everything in the game. Like, if you bring Nick Rye, or Nick Rye's in a plane, so not him, but if you bring Grace, who is another, <laughs> there are two black characters, there are three black characters in this game that are named important characters. One of them is Tracy, who is the woman who I said I have no idea what her her backstory is. I know that mm-hmm. she hangs out with the sheriff and the mayor. Um, I have no clue what she is, what what her job was before all this went down. I have no clue what her relationship with, is with anybody except that she is in the resistance movement. The other two are Pastor Jerome Jeffries, who is the priest and the and the war vet, and Grace Armstrong, who is another war vet. And I think that's super interesting that the two black characters are like military folk. Um, and I don't think it's a bad thing, actually. I don't think this is not me saying like give me more black. Like I actually think that that's huh thinking about who is in montana who feels comfortable in those spaces what they, and they do speak to their experiences a little bit which has been which is actually really good um but if you bring if you bring grace to to uh, pastor jerome they have a little bit of a, a tiny little dialogue if you bring grace to the sheriff she'll say something if you bring her to a, a haunted house she'll be like, oh this place feels spooky so there's a ton of stuff at, in the in the body of this game but Yet the the characters, uh, the, the ones that you do quests for, are sketched so sloppily and so em- like with, with with such um with such little detail that it's it's hard to make out their shape. I'm almost wondering, like, if is this the experience of like someone from the cultures that f- other Far Cry games <laughs> have sort of located right. the action in? Is this the reaction that people? You know, people in Colombia have when they play when when they encounter uh, wild wildlands, for instance, right? Yes, the answer or, is yes. Yeah. I, we, we had someone on the forums making this exact point. I mean, it may, it was, maybe it was on Twitter. I'm pretty sure it was on the, the Waypoint forums, uh, Discourse.Zone, who was like, "This is what it. This is this is if you weren't from America, <laughs> this is what you would be responding to with everything. Like every American movie that takes place in a European country, every American movie or game that takes place in the Middle East, like." This is how things are 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 sketched. I think that's definitely true even for Far Cry Four, a game I think I like more than this, uh, especially when it comes to narrative. I think that it had a more of a of a focused through line that sh- kind of showed through the bulk of its quests. Um, but even there, you do get the like. Um, here is the here is the stock character. Here is the caricature that is m- being made to do more work than it's supposed to. Um, and certainly for three, like certainly for three, the game where the white dude gets the magic tattoos and eventually oh, man, fights the tattoo yeah. god, the like weird blackface tattoo god, it's bad. Um, and then he's ritually sacrificed, maybe. Right. Right. Uh, yeah. Um, there was one detail in your review that kind of haunts me, though, and I'm wondering mm-hmm. if like anything else like it happened ever again. Uh, it's you encountering a group of like people in the woods around a campfire yeah. with music. Yeah. And like, why don't you take us through that moment? And is, does anything comparable exist in the game? No. Like, it's so. Fr- I saw somebody on our forums for sure today. Uh, I don't remember what their what their name was, and I don't want to like just name drop them randomly without their consent. But someone on the forums basically said that that section made me want to go buy this game, and I want to. I, I need to. I need to go back to the forums quickly and say no, 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 no. I bring this up because it was like a vision into a parallel world. It was like a vision into a game that understood that this is a thing it could have been doing. Um, and my suspicion is that it was a whim. It was something one person thought of and, and put in the game. There are, of course, other NPCs out in the world. There are hunters who are like walking around and hunting. Um, there are fishermen. 
who set up on the shores. Um, there are, are and you know, people who are driving places, you know, um, but there are not other, there are people in the bar, you know, there are people in the main hubs that you can, that you can find. But you're not going to, oh, there's a, there are definitely some paramilitary people who are just like out shooting at a gun range um, or like a makeshift gun range working on their marksmanship. But nothing that f- has that sort of like sadness Mm-hmm. of that experience um not in the not in the world in that way i think you get a little bit of it through the prepper stashes which i talked about in the review you get a little bit of that through the world building there through through notes and through environmental light environmental storytelling but you don't get that that feeling of like i didn't need to talk to those characters i didn't need to say like hey who are you are you bob are you you know jesse what's what's up with y'all um i just seeing them there was like oh man like things went to hell and they were like, fuck it, we got bags, we got tents, let's go live in the hills, let's just all go hang out, I'll bring my guitar, and like, I'll play some music. And it, it sketched something that felt really true, in a way that hearing um, Herc yell about the monkey god, or uh, another character, Sharky, you meet, is is another companion you can recruit, and his, his, you, hmm, so they're... One of the three. Uh, hmm. All right. So I mentioned the southeast uh, area, which is like covered in this drug called Bliss that yeah. lets Faith, who is the leader of that of that kind of sub faction of the of the cult, kind of project herself into your thoughts. Um, she has used that drug to create slaves uh, out of people um, called angels. They're her angels, and the Bliss has reduced their their. So it says the bliss has reduced their their mental capacity such, or has has affected their their brains such that they listen to direct orders and then just do whatever they're told from from the other members of the cult and don't speak anymore. They kind of mumble constantly. They're this kind of zombie esque figure. Um, and what Sharky, who is a guy you recruit to your team, does is plays loud music to draw them to his like death arena that he's made out of out of like trailers and buildings uh and he's he's lit it all up in like christmas lights and fireworks and he plays um god what was the it was it was a classic rock song that was playing during the sequence i've already forgotten uh which one it was but it was you know there's a lot of there's a lot of like credence in this game there's a lot of um there's a lot of like 70s and 80s like rock um and he plays oh no it's not it's not he plays disco inferno gives you a flamethrower okay. and says let's burn as many of them as we can and that's how you recruit him the the he only wants to do it for a few minutes but the the, the button gets stuck or whatever to, to turn off the music and so they keep coming at him and there's a version of this of this story that ends with him being overwhelmed and killed and like that's like the that's like the and the, the anthology story version of this the like the world war z version of this is yeah. and then that's how this motherfucker gets killed because his, his, his hubris his hubris leads to his death no in in far cry 5 what happens is you go make sure you turn off all of the disco inferno buttons and then he He's like, all right, man. Like, I'll wear this Mountain Dew hoodie. It's like a fake Mountain Dew hoodie, and I'll join up with you. I have a, I have a flamethrower, and like, all right, you're with me, Sharky. Cool. Um, you sure do like killing people. You sure do like killing people. Like, that's what I know about you is you like killing people. You like, you're so thrilled that you have an alibi to do this that you go out of your way to do it. And you and me, buddy, we're gonna save the day. And if they had, there's a, there's. There are there are lots of moments 
in the main story arc where the main antagonists take the fact that you do these things very seriously and say, well, if you only know how to speak with violence, I'll speak with violence. Or, or who say, like, you know, um, you've never even considered the fact that we're right. Like, how come no one here is supporting each other? You know, how come the world, you know, the, the, the fat cats in Washington and the, and the big bankers aren't supporting people? Like, th- those words are said. People make those cases. Um, but you as a player, all the way through, do not get the opportunity to pivot and do anything different and progression means constantly doing it and not in the spec ops the line way where you're like "Ooh, this is not a good thing like in the saints row one or saints row two way of just like lathering yourself in the excess of the moment like hell yeah i'm gonna kill as many angels as i can hell yeah i'm gonna run them over with a with a tractor because that way i get extra challenges unlocked so i get extra perk points um there is a version of it that, that does take seriously the fact that Sharky is this asshole or that many of the characters are. This is not that version. Uh, one thing that I was thinking, just as I... This, this review made me sort of consider the entire Far Cry premise uh, to an extent, really the direction the, that a lot of... Uh, that like The Ghost Recon game has gone as well, right? Where you're, it's you versus... You and a small group of heavily armed allies versus an enemy monolith. Uh, whose deeds are so heinous that like anything goes, right? Uh, and you sort of go region by region and just like wipe them off the face of the earth, right? Um, and I kind of wonder, like, is that even like if is that even is that objective? Is that design even compatible with like effective storytelling and drama? Because because an example I kept returning to as I was, I was sort of playing this game, as I sort of reading this review. Uh, I was thinking a lot about Justified and The Wire. Right. Uh, two, like, sort of serialized uh, pieces of art where they are about regions that do basically become abandoned to forces of lawlessness and corruption that wear many different faces and take very different forms. But they also sort of sketch out realities where there are multiple actors in right. the space working at cross purposes. And they're the ones who sort of open up holes beneath the feet of ordinary people. Right. I mean, um, that thing you just said briefly, multiple people working in different directions, right? It's not, this game does not have that. There's a version, again, that you can imagine in which, even if they don't mechanically represent this, even if this is branching story, even if it's not branching story, even if it's just like things people say where the pastor jeromes and mary mays and nick rise look over to the whitetail militia in the north and go like you know the fact that they were already armed and had bunkers ready like not just armed like armed with military grade automatic rifles right like yeah that they were already prepped to fight this thing is kind of spooky is kind of scary. I'm not comfortable with them. Or better, that they had different visions for the for, for what recovery looks like after the events of the game or something like that, right? Like, that there was some sort of like, oh, here are different people at odds with each other would help make them feel more com- complete. And Far Cry 4 did that. Like, I don't know that it did it perfectly, but Far Cry 4 absolutely did have the good guys split into sub-factions who believed different things. Um, and, Mafia and that 3 was, has a version of that as well. Yes, to- Mafia 3 does it really well, actually, I think. Maybe not really well, but it does it in a way that puts it at front and center. It puts it front and center, right? It says, hey, here are the moments where there's going to be some division, and it's your job to, like, cut through it and decide what to do. And, you know, it ends up being kind of mechanical. 
but it yeah. does it. It does it. It doesn't ignore that that's how organizations work and how these spaces that are not already completely shut down by, or not shut down by, but, but controlled by the status quo, the, the kind of broad um, government-driven and, and corporate-driven status quo, where there are those holes po- po- uh, poked in and things, things challenged and, and structured, you know? Restructured, rather. Um, anyway, you were going somewhere else, though, with this. With, no, with I think that, that was largely it, though. Like, and I think Justified is a good example because I think it's sort of a bit like Far Cry 5 in that it takes place in uh, depressed mining regions of yeah. uh, Kentucky. Uh, and the forces there are... There are different criminal gangs... Uh, right. There are weird religious cults that pop up uh, and take on different forms. Uh, there are corrupt police and decent police, and then there are right. police who sort of toe a weird line between it. Right. Um, and there's also questions of like, are people released from prison given a fair shake right. and a chance to reintegrate to society? Uh, and that's a that's a series that sort of because it shows all of these forces uh, sort of spinning the world in different directions it shows the way that over the course of like justified six seasons harlan county their fictionalized harlan county uh is plunged deeper and deeper into just like outright lawlessness and uh you know criminal uh, you know sort of criminal death spiral right god i wish there was that sort of arc here because you begin the game at the thing called the reaping which is like oh everything's going wild like because of the events of the opening moments um uh the the uh what follows is just like all out war the cult has kind of activated itself it's gone from this passive position where it's been buying up land and buying businesses and stockpiling supplies and stealing things and stuff like that to we're kidnapping everybody or you're going to get killed um we're, or the various we're, ki- we're kidnapping the people who we think can be the most useful for us and what we believe will be the end times um and there's there is it's it's hard not to think about the structure of something like San Andreas here again, where San Andreas bubbles and bubbles and bubbles. I haven't played San Andreas since it come since it came out, um, or I think I beat it the year after it came out. So who the fuck knows uh, what my recollection if my recollection is true? But here's how I remember San Andreas: you're in uh, Los Santos, the the L.A. equivalent, and things start to go bad. Uh, your your friends are killed. There is clearly a conspiracy between the police and potentially someone on the inside. Uh, you cut cut out of town. Um, you actually come home for your mom's funeral, blah, 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 but whatever. The things go bad, you bounce, and then you go to, from town to town, kind of, until it gets poisoned, right? Like, you go to their, their, uh, San Francisco, uh, equivalent for a little while, and then things go bad there because of the Chinese triad and the relationships there fall apart. Then you go to, 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 um, to their Vegas equivalent, and again, like, you, you pull up a big heist, and, like, that gives you the money you need to move back to Los Santos, and then you get there, and all in the background, there's been this slow, like, boil the slow simmer that becomes a boil over a fictionalized version of uh the rodney king beatings right what ends up happening is there's a corrupt i don't have you played this game rob no, no played, I'm, okay. I'm riveted actually i didn't uh, so know that it went this, this dude direction. It's, it's yeah 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 so uh the the so chris penn um and i want to say sam jackson uh are in san andreas uh, as okay. corrupt cops, um, uh, yeah, it's it's Sam Jackson uh, as uh, Frank Officer Frank Tenpenny, which is just a great fucking name. Yeah, uh, and Tenpenny and the the rest of his he has a group called like 
uh, it's it's community resources against street hoodlums. It's Crash. It's like an inner city crime group. Um, and it's it's him. I would have sworn that Crash teams existed for real. That that might also be true. Like they may yeah. have just taken the, the the Crash team, or 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 maybe Crash actually means something different in for real life. That's that's a little bit different um you can look it up uh but the the it all they all at at some point go to go on trial basically for for some corrupt action uh and when they get um when they get released when there there are there are they are uh What's the word I'm looking for? Um, uh, Exonerated. Acquitted. 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 When they're they're acquitted, um, everything blows up, and it turns into a a riot. It's like Los Santos is on fire. Like the final, from the point that happens in the story, across multiple missions, L.A. is just in a riot state. Um, And I almost wish that there was that sort of an arc here. Maybe you get to the reaping way early in the game but not at the very beginning like i almost wish you did have the like here's what the daily life of of people in hope county might look like um uh the other the other rockstar game that does it almost in reverse is red dead um which which builds in a similar way you move from town to town and then instead of blowing up at the end um it it collapses and you get the thing you want which is just like safety and security and a regular life and it spends like an hour and a half of you doing like chores around the house and like running cattle and just being a a cowboy like being a, a a kind of rural like cowboy and it's so good rob it does such a good job of feeling like oh is this really what i wanted like fuck am i is this it and that modal change in which you can you can get the sense of the world and then see it from a different perspective would have been so useful here because then you could have had the moments of like oh okay this cult is people don't like the cult people maybe are working against the cult's uh, uh, favor here but they're operating in day to day life people know people in the cult like there are characters who are referred to in this in this game as like being in the cult and also having been around up until the reaping you know yeah. um, but you never you never see that you never see somebody who is in the cult pay rent you never see anybody who is in the cult uh, uh, show up at a store to buy something do you know what i mean which is like someone has to go get groceries right or 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 if they don't they have to come come and buy out the place or go collect rent because we know that they've owned property in the in the town stuff like that right like it's it's you never get that baseline and so you never really get that feeling of like oh things are jacked to 11 it's just always at 11 the baseline is 11 and so it it by doing that it undercuts its own ability to think about the the cultists as disruptive in a sense because otherwise it's just like all right they're just in this militia all the time anyway this dude's always probably working walking around with a rocket launcher like the reaping happened yesterday how the fuck does he already have his disco inferno death room set up you know yeah that's that's a good question someone should look into that i'm a cop so yeah Uh, no one take that out of context i am not a cop i want to go on record uh so i just have one last question we've run a bit over time but i i just have one last question yeah. Um, where are you at with the Far Cry series at this point? Like, do you think the format needs to be seriously rethought at this no, point? No, f- I think that the format was, this is the thing that sucks. Is like, or I think that the mechanical systemic format was rethought here. And I think all that stuff is great. I played with Patrick for two hours last night streaming and had a great time. Like, I really did. I was just like, ignore all that shit. Uh, you know, I played with somebody else over the weekend and just was like, 
talking over the story at that point because like who the fuck cares i mean i'd already played through it so i'd gotten it already but like there was a lot of like we're in a we're in a different conversation we're talking about dragon ball z so we don't have time to listen to this yokel tell us that we need to go rescue these three people or whatever and like that that version of this game very fun um uh, <laughs> like still right. still has its issues but those are issues that i think will be patched i think that like some of the issues we talked about on monday's podcast about how the combat works around silencers that's patchable. Uh, some of the bugginess around and the jankiness and the repeated dialogue uh, spots, that's all patchable. So that part of the format, I'm still here for. I like this game a lot. I like this style of game a lot. I, this is my favorite style of video game. I like open world games. I like first person shooters. I like exploration. I, I'd probably jack up the exploration a little bit more. Um, so the basic structure is there. And I think that the, the things that I talked about in terms of how Far Cry 5 has changed the game flow are all huge improvements. But, like, I really hope that the next time I sit down in, in a room and have someone say, we're going to tell you about Far Cry 6 today. It is uh, it is either uh, less self-serious from the jump, or, I mean, it, it, no, at this point, I don't know how I could believe another self-serious, yeah. like, pitch. Um, and I think that that's the thing is like they will immediately have to face that question this time. Last time, this time, I think a lot of people were like, Austin, why are you giving them any slack? And it's like, well, you saw what happened from Far Cry 3 to Far Cry 4. They took steps. They did improve on on the format and on the content. Like, I genuinely believe that. I, I you know, I still gave Far Cry 4 6 out of 10, right? I'm not saying it's perfect, but I recognize the work. Um, it is easy to hold a grudge. Um it is there are times to do it i think when when uh, a studio is like mistreating its employees when a a developer steps beyond the the pale of this game isn't very good to like ooh this is like toxic and cruel um th- those are things that i i think should be addressed directly in the text of any sort of criticism instead of hanging in the in the background but I think that going from Far Cry 4 to Far Cry 5, any sort of, like, ill will I held for them taking, one, a series I love. Like, Far Cry 2 is still in my top five games of all time. Um, and and pushing it to where they pushed it in 3, and then finally fe- feeling like they were starting to pull it back with 4... Um, I wanted to. I just not that I wanted to give them anything. It's like, all right, they're going to make a serious effort here. This continues an arc, but now that arc is is they've stepped all over it. They've kind of cut their own. They've already they've kind of burnt that bridge in a sense. Um, and so we'll see what that next pitch looks like. Uh, my my guess is it won't be. This game ends in a very strange way, Rob. Uh, I'm sure you've already begun to hear some of the the chatter around its ending. Um, I have no fucking idea what Far Cry Six looks like. Uh, that isn't either a betrayal of this ending. Uh, that undercuts it entirely, or else isn't so dramatically different on its face that if the same format applies as is, that will have been a missed opportunity too. Does that make sense? It does. Um, so we, we can talk off mic about what happens yeah. if you're very curious. I, I absolutely am at this point. Right. Uh, so Austin and I are going to go have that conversation. <laughs> uh, but in the meantime, Far Cry 5 is available for $60 uh, for Xbox, PlayStation, and PC, just about anywhere 
PC games, uh, anywhere games are sold. Uh, you can read Austin's review at waypoint.vice.com as well as everything else we write. Uh, our thanks, as always, to Bowen for his track Miss You off the EP Pale Machine. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Rob Zachney. Austin, where can people find you? Find me at Austin underscore Walker. All right. We'll be back on Friday for Waypoint Radio. Until then, for Austin, I'm Rob Zachney. Wishing you peace. <laughs> Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.